0: Take your balloons to the next level as we delve deeper into what truly makes a professional balloon artist with your host, Zivi Zivi Kivi. Now, welcome to the Balloon Artist Podcast. Hello, 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 Zivi Kivi here, and this is the Balloon Artist Podcast, Season 5, Chapter 2. And in this chapter i'm going to talk about pricing pricing is such a key aspect of marketing if you're not pricing your product correctly uh, your marketing will fail because people will actually feel very odd about your business it looks it feels like you just either underprice yourself or overprice yourself or just cannot uh, really be confident about her pricing, and a lot of people turn, are turned off by wrong pricing. I have the privilege of being a very expensive balloon artist in Israel, and I enjoy this type of lifestyle where people have to pay premium in order to book me. However, I've been working with balloon artists from all around the world with regards to their pricing and helping them you know, tweak their pricing and packages just a bit so that it will make more sense and then it's easier to sell we're going to start with the whole concept of an hourly rate Uh, this is related of course to balloon artists that are entertainers balloon twisters and and uh, less for decorators there will be some tips in this episode in this chapter also for decorators so if you're a balloon decorator stick around Uh, till the end and we'll talk about pricing on aspects that you really need to know and if you want to go into entertainment then knowing a few tips about pricing of entertainment that will help you so we i want to talk about first about how working with an hourly rate is something that gives a bad service to your customers okay i i know this is a little bit of a taboo Uh, i'm not trying to piss you off I want you to listen and to consider, okay? When you reach an event and you only sell yourself by the hour and someone booked you for one hour, uh, you're actually going into events knowing that you are very limited in the amount of kids that you can serve. So no matter what type of balloons you make, either the fast balloons for 30 seconds per dog or like the fancy Sculpture balloons that uh, I personally prefer to make, like a four minute, up to ten minutes of of a sculpture for each kid, um, and usually around four minutes. No matter what type of balloon you make in your line work, in your entertainment uh, business, in your twisting gigs, uh, you know that you, are, you have a limit to the amount of kids that you can reach, and that the customer will not be happy if not all the kids will get something because they will need to deal with those kids, and those kids are going to whine. You can go the route of kind of interrogating the customer of how many kids there will be there and stuff like that, but the customer doesn't even really know for sure how many kids they have or how much time it will take, and sometimes it takes longer than what we expect, so we think we can make one every minute but the reality of it is that we can't make one every minute and so we're actually creating a situation where we're not selling the right product for the customer I believe that you need to serve your customers in the best way possible. This doesn't necessarily mean that you need to sell to them a service that is cheap at the cheapest as possible that you can it doesn't mean that mapping the customers needs when you talk with them, is something that allows you to understand what the customer actually will enjoy best. Will they actually enjoy a one-hour service? Will you not put yourself in a position where you're mistreating your customer and giving them a bad service because they need to kind of argue with their guests? Oh my God, like making your customer work harder and argue with their guests? No way! Your job in this world is to make your customer look great, is to make your customer get compliments. If you are going to make your customer into a police officer that goes to your line and stops it for you, what is it? Like, are you are you that weak in life that you cannot do your own dirty job, that you need them to do it for you? You are making your customers work harder just because you were unable to explain to them what type of a package they need. So they came into a, an electricity shop for, they, because they wanted to buy a microwave. They only had the money for buying a toaster oven and you're selling them a toaster oven instead of a microwave. And later they are going to be pissed when they can't warm stuff fast. So you need to sell them the thing that they actually need. And what they need is most likely a two hour package or even more. On some event, I can even tell that three hours will not be enough, or the three and a half hours will not be enough, or even four hours will be just perfect. And so I will not agree uh, to sell them a smaller package, unless it's like with my special system that I will teach you today, which is the pre-approved time system. Serving your customers with an hourly rate most often, the not is something that you're doing because you're not confident enough with your service, with the value that you're bringing to the event, okay? On top of that, you're not making as much money when you're working on an hourly rate and you're allowing people to book you for an hour. So, because you're... Uh, You need a lot of gigs, and every time you need to drive from one location to another, it's just not good for you. You won't have enough spare money to save money, to put some profit aside, to save for a convention, or for a new agenda, or whatnot. I can understand if for a certain customer that you, like, really close to you, they only have 7, 8, 9, 10 kids they want you for an hour and if it makes sense to you fine but put your hand on your heart i think you agree that most of the customers would actually benefit if they took two hours they would benefit if they would benefit by much and the 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 entire event will look awesome then it is your responsibility to show them that the money is worth it They argue about the money because they have friends that make the same mistakes and book balloon artists for only one hour. You don't give in to the main flow around you. You know, fight the stream and explain to your customers the benefits of booking you for two hours from the kids' point of view, from the parents' point of view, from the compliments' point of view, and so on, and maybe wrap it all into a package the customer will just couldn't resist booking you. So now let's talk about packages. Because if you're not going to book uh, people by the hour, I mean, you will get paid by the hour eventually for extra time. But for a package, I recommend having a minimum, and I recommend not selling only the time. This is a key aspect on packages and on pricing. Every time that... The only thing that a customer is buying is your time. You're actually giving a disservice to your customer because there's so much more that you can do and so much more money that you can get out of your customers if you give them more value. So the customer actually care about the value that you bring to the event. That's the only thing they care. They don't care about 59 minutes or 61 minutes. They don't care about the 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 minutes. They care about the compliments, the kids that will be happy, the pictures, the memories, the experiences. And the details, people care about the details. Are your balloons worth it? Are your balloons amazing? Did you practice 30 minutes every day, just like Adi Somach explained and recommended back in the Blue Artist podcast season three, you need to provide tons of value. And packages is like the plate on top of each which you can serve your dish, okay? You offer different dishes to your customer and you offer them different packages. In the package, the whole point of the package is to mask how much each hour costs so that the value feels much, much, much higher than just hiring you for two hours. And then later when you charge for an extra time, um, you could have more flexibility with how much you want to charge for an extra hour. We'll talk about that today. So my recommendation of a package is not that you take just two hours and call it a package. Okay, if you just take two hours and call it a package, it's not really a package and the customer sees through it because they, they, it's, it's basically you're telling your customer, ask me to do one hour. When you're giving a package, which is like, it's a two-hour package, or when you're saying, hey, I'm selling a minimum of two hours, you're asking your customer to argue with you, to negotiate with you because they hear, hey, he's only willing to walk, from two hours and above well i'm just going to argue with him and ask him to work for one hour because i've heard it's possible so if it's a package it's a little bit harder to break the package and to say oh i just want one hour well that's not in the package you're going to lose all of the benefits of the package and you're going to get the rate of 70 percent of the price of the package or whatnot so that way the package gives an incentive in the amount of value and benefits and the transition that you can bring your customer through you can actually make the customer go through a transition from loneliness to being popular with their friends from having a kid that is unpopular to having a kid that is like the king of the class and so on so you can actually create a transition in people's life if they take the package I, more often than not, I explain to my customers when they ask me which package to take, I tell them the regular package, this will get people to talk about you for weeks. The medium-sized package will make people talk about you for months. And the high-end package will make people talk about you for years. For how long do you want people to talk about you? And this helps them understand, like, hey, this guy is a little bit wacko, but he understands what I really want. So how do you package a few things uh, into, like, a package? And this is related not just for balloon twisting. Balloon decorators can, you, can easily tap into the package. It's actually quite useful, and I use the package principle not just for twisting or for um, birthday entertainment, but also for decor. The idea is simple. You try to put into the package a few things that make sense that you can provide to the to the event that brings value and uh, hopefully things that will be easy for you to create i don't want you to just sell a third hour and price that third hour. I want you to to i want you to work smartly and in a in a way uh put yourself in a situation where you're making more money, okay? And providing tons of value. So one way to provide packages is to provide paper. Paper with the packages. What do I mean by paper? There's so many pieces of paper that a person needs in his gig. You need some paper, a a design for the invitation. You need a design for a thank you letter. You need a design for like the door you maybe need some piece of paper for arrows of, hey, turn left, turn right. You maybe need a piece of paper like a certificate that says, hey, I was the birthday boy and this was the best birthday ever. Thank you, mommy. So all kinds of piece of papers that you can design. You, the effort to design it is like a one time effort. You have the design. All you need to do is print the piece of paper for your customer save them the time of designing it or thinking about it and provide it as a part of the package. So the two-hour package now includes also a designed invitation, a designed thank you note, a designed, the party is here, sign, a designed certificate about how much fun we had. There are other things that you can do and you can listen to other interviews that I gave on uh, the Kiss Entertainer podcast uh, for a few more ideas, like the gift box idea and so on. So the first easy way to create a package is just with some piece of paper, just by being able to print it and use it and even customize it for your customer. That would be awesome of you. Another way to to create a package is if you can break the experience into a few experiences. So for example, I do the guessing and challenges game in my line walk. So it's a guessing and challenges balloon game. And that's like one aspect of the event. And then another aspect is that I work with the Mark Byrne system with the with the tickets, and I allow people to basically get a ticket and challenge me instead of me challenging them. So by breaking it into two pack, into two experiences, you, usually I use three different experiences. Uh, you can basically by giving them different ex- experiences, you can justify the fact that they need two hours and the fact that they need a package. And you can do the balloon auction. The balloon auction was discussed on season two, on the chapter with John Watkins. And it's a really good idea. You can make a package from two hours of your time, but it includes two to three different uh, experiences. And you can go premium with a package that also includes some decor or some prep work. So the, the, the first two options doesn't even involve a lot of uh, prep work, uh, just uh, a bit. On the graphic design and so on. Obviously, you can make the top package something that includes, you know, the the, the prep work plus the papers plus uh, the the three different experiences. So the different packages cost different amount of time, and more often than not, people will take the middle package, and it will. The fact that you have different packages will justify the fact that you are working on the packages model. So once you have three packages, people will no longer ask you to walk for one hour. Or you can tell them, hey, I have the Express package for an hour and a half, or the Super Express package for one hour. You still get all the papers and you buy it for this amount of money, and the money is more than what you usually sell an hour. Once you start to bring people more value into the event, and treat your customer like they're not going into McDonald's and telling you what they want. They're going to talk with an expert. You're the expert on birthdays. You know how to make kids happy. And as the expert, you know that sometimes people need more stuff. And that's why you've defined the package. Once you have packages, you can price them in different ways and make them more efficient for saving some money and putting aside some profits. I want to share with you a quick story. When I started with packages, uh, my middle package, people didn't buy it so often. Now, I must admit, my basic package is quite expensive. It's 525 US dollars for a two-hour package. There's not a lot of prep work, I only make one sculpture as a prep work. I wanted to sell my medium package, which is something around 900 US dollars. People didn't want my 900 uh, US dollars package. It was only when I have added a third package that cost $2,200, only then people started to buy the $900 package. The $900 package is still a two-hour package, but it includes some candy cups and some decor. And the $2,200 package is like a four-hour package with uh, some extra entertainers, some high-end gifts, and all kinds of stuff. So no one ever bought the high-end package for $2,200, but people actually buy my $900 package and even upsell it to to, to 1000 or to $1,100 with all kinds of extra candy cups and extra perks that I sell on my shop in uh, shop.stavikivi.co.il, which is basically the balloon upsells course website shop. Packaging is the key, and having three of them just makes it pretty much impossible to even remember that maybe we should ask for you to come for one hour. Now obviously, you need with any change that you do on your pricing, on any change that you do in your business, you need to be careful. You know, ask people in advance, can I share with you my packages? Yes, I can do the one hour, but I have a new package now. Can we talk about it? Ask for permission. And don't be afraid to sometimes go back to sell your one hour, if that's what you need in order to survive. But if you're brave enough, just do the switch today. How do you do it with DECOR? You basically decide for your customer what they need in order to decor their event. So you prepare like a newborn package, which is basic, that includes, I don't know, an arch, a couple of bouquets, one column, and one a sculpture of a stock. And if they buy this, they can get another pricing f- for centerpieces. And if they buy the centerpieces, they have another pricing for upgrading the centerpieces, and so on. So packages... If you define them for your customer you just make them their life so much easier they don't need to understand what it means to decorate they just need to like what you're presenting them with pictures and with text and with videos another thing is that we entertainers sometimes forget how much money it cost us to actually reach an event how much money we're spending on marketing and on fuel and on fixing our cars and on insurance and on electricity and on 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 equipment and on conventions we forget those things and the decorators guys we balloon artists we need to learn from one another we and the, and the entertainers, we just have so much uh, as entertainers of what we can learn from balloon decorators. So decorators have setup and strike fees. This means that the customer know, they just learn. They didn't thought about, think about it by themselves. The customer didn't say, hey, and how much are the setup and strike fees? The balloon decorator actually educated their customers And told them that on top of all the pricing, they need to pay setup and strike fees. So we as entertainers, we need to take this into consideration. Yes, we have setup. And we need to arrange our stuff and take our stuff out and clean after us and so on. It's okay to consider this as a fee. So on the very least... If someone wants to book you for one hour, add the setup and strike fee and tell them setup and strike fee is free if you hire me for two hours and above. So that's just one more tactic for you that you might want to use. And setup and strike fees, if you're a decorator and you're not charging for it, it's really important to educate your customers that they need it because otherwise they would expect you to, for example, wait till the end of the event in order to pick up all your stuff or come back tomorrow and all of those expenses uh, should be covered by someone. Of course, there is the tip of, you know, uh, taking a deposit that is like if they don't return all the equipment by themselves, all those nut lamps and so on, or your aeropoles, if they do not return them, then you take the deposit and you basically uh, use it after 24 hours. Uh, That's a way for you to overcome objections on setup and strike fees. You just take a deposit and uh, you educate your customer that if they're not back on time with the equipment, then they lost the deposit. The deposit size needs to be twice as much as what the equipment cost is. So if you are using a knot lamp and you're using one knot lamp, you need to charge a deposit of twice the price of the knot lamp. If you're using an aeropole, I personally wouldn't leave it there because it's so expensive and I would basically force people to to pay for settlement strike fees uh, if they are using a decoration which involves an aeropole or a frame which is expensive for you. I lately have started to use the Silver Rainbow Balloons Star Arch and Heart Arch. And those arches are amazing. They're just so easy to use. But the Star Arch is important for me because I only have one set and the same for the Heart Arch. So when I do this in an event, I tell my customer, hey, I can make you in the decor package either this, excuse me, uh, lousy Linking Balloons Arch or this wonderful star arch. The cost of material is the same. All the helium on the linking balloons cost the same as much as those 160 or 70 or 80 balloons in the star arch. However, the setup and strike fees kicks in because I need to do longer setup and longer uh, strike fees after the event. If the customer wants the star arch for free, I will upgrade it for them, but now they need to either pay me the settlement strike or book me for more hours in the event. Another mistake that I see quite often with pricing is the cost of an extra hour, uh, like I charge uh, around two hundred and fifty for every hour, a little bit more closer like to two seventy five for every hour, and i don't Allow people to take me for one hour. I allow people to take me for a package of like five twenty five or four twenty five on mondays. We'll talk about that soon. Um, but if you're pricing your extra hour on a discount, you're making a mistake. The extra hours if they come with a discount, it should be a very minimal discount. The reason for that is that you value your time and the value that you bring to the event and you need to educate your customer that extra hours are important and there's no way that they paid like 150 for two hours and then the third hour is 450 stop it it doesn't make any sense you have a lot more efforts on working on that third hour you are already tired you need to be smiling there you need to focus the third and fourth hours are harder for you and you bring a lot of value to the event because if you will go from the event all of those screaming kids will be sitting on top of the head of your customer and they don't want screaming kids on top of their heads so you're saving their butts, if, if, if at all, you should actually charge more for the third hour or for the fourth hour. But I'm okay with charging half of what you charge for the two hours. So when they take a package and negotiate, like to take the package of two hours and get all the, those extra perks, those extra perks are for free, as a gift to appreciate your customer. But if they want a third hour, they pay half of the price of the package. It's okay. You want to give them any discount, make it so, so small so that they can give you a tip in the size of the discount at the end of the event. So again, extra hours, stop pricing it so low in a way which makes you feel like, hey, if the third hour is so cheap, how come the first hour is that expensive? I won't take the two hours. I'll only take one. The value that you bring to the event is proportional to how much we pay. This is, something, this is how customers feel. People, when they pay something for cheap, they think that the value of it is low. And when you pay a lot for something, they feel like the value is great. I think that you need to be careful with the extra hours pricing. Now... Don't get me wrong. You might hear this and say, hey, Kivi, why are you so pissed about people's pricing? You're the guy that said that you shouldn't look at other people's plates. I am not looking at other people's plates. I'm looking at the customer and how they look upon you. And so, you know, um, I just want to share with you what works for me. And I want to share with you how sometimes you are having a problem in your business and you don't know why and then you need to listen to those tips because then you suddenly see that i'm trying to help you i'm not in competition with you you are on another territory i really cannot tell you how much to charge and if you want to make a discount to do a discount i just want you to know that if you do want to price your your services correctly there are tactics techniques and strategies that can help you, for example, by not lowering the rate too much on that extra hour. One of the tactics that I'm really proud of that I use and that I teach my my students in my business course, the MAPC, Modern Automated Balloon Business Course, which is more like a program, Um, I teach them the pre-approved time method. The pre-approved time method is really fun and solves a lot of problems, and it's it gives better service for your customer while you're getting more payment for your gigs. So the way the pre-approved time works is that the customer, after they book you, they learn and they need to approve in an email, for example, or an SMS, that they know that if they need more than the two-hour package. Every single hour has this cost. They know this in advance, but the the new information is that they also learn that you as the provider, you're not going to wait for permission in order to stay longer. In fact, it's the responsibility of the owner of the event, of the customer, to stop you if they want you to stop. So when you're in an event, you are not going to focus on the time. You're not going to focus on your phone. You're going to focus on the kids, on their smiles, on their wishes, on their needs, and on the balloons. Notice how I say the balloons last. So you're going to be focused on those things instead of the time. And you might even not notice the time. Now, of course, if you're booking a gig 20 minutes after your first gig because they are only booking you for an hour then you have a problem and you can't stay longer, obviously Uh, if you charge enough you don't need to take the other gig and if you take some space you can stay for longer and of course I do know the time in the event, okay I do know the time I know it's about to end the two hours but I want the customer to feel like the only thing I care about is the kids, and their smiles, and that the guests in the event are having a blast, and they are getting new memories and new experiences. So, my customer actually needs to come to me after two hours and tell me, hey, thank you so much for the two hours, this is enough. We don't have the budget for the extra third hour. But y- as you know, you know when you're going to the customer after 2 hours and you're asking them, "Hey, do you want me to stay?" They all they, it's very easy for them to say no, "Don't stay, go away." And if you go there, and if they need to come to you and say, "Go away," they will not come to you. It's very embarrassing to to come to an, to someone, to a vendor and tell them, "Hey, please leave." It's not embarrassing when someone asks you, hey, can I stay longer? And you tell them, no, you can't. But it's hard to say, please leave. We don't want you here anymore. Here's your money. So just by switching the responsibility, by giving them the responsibility of telling you when to stop, this puts them in a situation where they don't want you to stop. Now, you're also providing better service because those people... They need you in the event for longer. If they didn't stop you, they actually need you because the people are still asking for balloons. So you're providing value. And that value is huge. So continue to provide value in the event. And don't feel bad about it. You're actually making people smile. You make people feel uh, like this is an amazing event. So don't don't be shy. Don't be afraid of staying longer. If the customer is going to pay for your time, your running fee, then it will be good for you, and it will be good for them. So, my customer pre approve. You know, sometimes when I work with a corporate customer, and I explain them the pre-approved time method, they actually tell me, you know what, in that case, we're going to approve the extra budget in advance, and pay you the extra money for sure, because I'm not going to be available to tell you to stop. So I'm just going to get the extra money in advance. You are so confident in your uh, offering, and in the fact that you will need the third hour, that I believe you, trust you, and take you as my personal advisor on the topic of perfect events. And so, as the expert, they trust me, and then I get that extra hour paid in advance, um, like um, committed to in advance. You need to change your pricing from time to time. You need to hire your to to raise your fees, but also to lower your fees from time to time. To try new packages, to try new services, you need to have a range. If you have a good range and you play with it and change it, this will allow you to find out what works with your market. What feels best value with your customers. So maybe uh, 70 minutes are just perfect. Maybe you don't need to sell two hours. Maybe 100 minutes is perfect. Maybe you want to try and do some face painting or a magic show or a balloon show. There's all kinds of things that you can try. And if you are not experimenting with new prices, with raising fees, with checking what the markets say, then your business is stuck. Changing your prices and doing experiments is like oxygen to your business because it gives you new tools. When you have new tools in your business, you can actually sell different services. You make sure that people have more reasons to talk about you and more reasons to consider you and you can also get more money out of it because you're also raising your fees from time to time so testing your pricing is key just change one aspect of your pricing create a new package tell everyone that from now on uh, you're going to arrive Instead of 20 minutes before the event, you're going to arrive an hour. You're doing this because you believe in it and you're charging an extra for it. But this way people are calmer and there's time for coffee and everyone are happier. So then the entire service is improved by you coming a little bit earlier and charging for it. So you do this as a test, as an experiment. And if your customers complain then stop eventually, or if your customers are super happy, then get new testimonials and boy, oh boy, now you have a new package. It's the I come early package. I teach how to sell better in lectures in the Kids Entertainer Academy and in the Dance Floor Experiences Blueprint course and in the Balloon Upsell course. In all of those places, I teach people how to price and how to sell stuff. I mentioned on all of those the concept of Decor Monday. I also talked about it last year on my email list. So if you're not subscribed to my free email list, you can go to the balloonartistpodcast.com and subscribe to the email list. And yes, I did say free email list because I provide a lot of value for people that are uh, in the email list. And yes, also a lot of emails, not just a lot of value. So, Decor Monday. The principle of Decor Monday might not work for you if you are actually working only on the weekends. So when I say Decor Monday, it might for you be that a specific weekend every month or every two weekends or only on Fridays instead of Saturdays and so on. So you do something differently. Um... The whole idea is that you have a day, maybe four times a month or two times a month, that is a special day. In that day, people are forced to buy your decor. People are forced to buy the bigger package. It's very simple. You just do not allow on Mondays to, for people to book you unless they buy the decor. And the, as an extra perk, The decor is like upgraded in some way and you add a color to the flowers or whatnot. People, when you tell them that you have a specific date that is more expensive or cheaper, by the way, and we'll talk about discount Thursday next. So if you actually insist that you can choose that some dates cost more and some dates don't, people think you're as crazy as a hotel. If you're like a hotel and you can choose which date costs more, you're just crazy and we can either book you or not book you. And then the whole negotiation goes into the realm of are you good enough to justify the value and the exchange of value for money. People will not argue for you to do a one-hour package if you have this tactic of Decor Monday because they understand that you are crazy and that you run the show by the way, you do so the Decor Monday package is more expensive there's also a discount Thursday package which is like one day a week or one day a month or two days a month as much as you choose that is with a discount why why do you give a discount on that day? First of all, you give it from your point of view for the flexibility of helping a uh, different type of customers enjoy your services because some people really don't, can't afford you. Most of them can though. If someone is that uh, um, anxious, that serious that about booking you specifically, then they should m- move their event to another day. If they can't do that for you, then they need to pay the full fee. Discount Thursday also allows you to show people that book you on other days that you're fair because your bottom of the range is reasonable i don't want you to give a discount and then lower your fees right? you can make the discount day your lowest fee i actually use pictures to promote my discount day on my site so i tell people hey do you want a 50 bucks discount um, you can book me instead for five hundred and twenty five you can book me for fifty bucks less if you take me on on a thursday and in addition to that, if you actually want to not take the prizes for me which are slap bracelets from silicon, then you can even take that out of the package and save some more money, which is another fifty bucks so in total I go down from five hundred twenty five to four twenty five discount thursday and decor monday can work for any business for any balloon business you can create different packages for specific days now what about the customer if they ask you like why is it why is it cheaper on on mondays or on thursdays so if someone wants to know what is the story behind uh, the discount on thursday the story that i tell them And this story is not the truth, but this is what I tell them and they love this story. Again, in marketing, all marketers are liars, as Seth Godin said, uh, or storytellers, as he explains in his book. When I work on my discount day, I give a discount because I don't need any babysitter. So I have three kids and uh, my wife comes back early from work on my discount day. And so I don't need to hire a babysitter, which is why I give a discount. Because if I save money, I pass that money that was saved to my customers. More often than not, people will tell me, thank you for this gesture of saving money on a babysitter and giving me that money. But I will take the event in the other day that is more convenient for me. And you can keep the money for the babysitter. So that happened more often than not that people would appreciate the story and would uh, actually not have any problem with paying those extra 50. On the next chapter of the Balloon Artist podcast, I will share with you some information about the job cost form and pricing of decor gigs and the whole structure and how you can use the balloon stock up in order to create a job cost form really fast and easily and calculate your expenses. So it will be an entire show dedicated to job cost forms. Guys, I hope you've enjoyed today's lecture or chapter or episode of the Balloon Artist podcast. This is Season 5, Chapter 2, The New Format. Please let me know what you think about it. I got a few responses last week for, for episode one, but this is like an oxygen for me. I need you to let me know if you like the new format, if you want an interview as soon as possible, what did you like more, what type of tips will feel valuable for you. Maybe even share those tips on the Balloon Artist Facebook group or with your friends. In a few days from now, on the 27th of September, I'm going to do a webinar to launch the Balloon Artist College. The Balloon Artist College webinar will happen on the 27th at noon LA time and at 10 pm LA time. Go to the Balloon Artist Facebook group, sign up for this webinar. You don't want to miss the deal of the launch of the balloon artist college it's a very generous deal this is something you deserve and i am happy to share with you a very very big bonus if you join the balloon artist college during the webinar and i welcome you to come to the balloon artist facebook group find the information about the balloon artist college webinar it's on the 27th you don't want to miss on this deal. Thank you, guys. See you next week on the Balloon Artist Podcast. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kiwi, and this is Season 5, Chapter 2, the tip section. And the tip section today is about a free course that was released in the Balloon Artist College website. If you go to balloonartistcollege.com and go into courses, find Ori Livni's Figure It Out course. Ori Livni taught uh, his system on an audio format back in season one. But if you want to see the full video, the mini course that he explains all of his systems and his system and shows you how he thinks when he's designing a new sculpture, go to the balloonartistcollege.com website um, and find this free course and enroll to it and experience. This is one of the best pieces of advices that I got when I started with balloons more than 10 years ago because Ori Livni's system actually works and helps you become more creative and confident. So it's a free course waiting for you in the balloonartistcollege.com website. Oh, here's a quick tip, an and, and additional uh, quick tip. Here's an additional quick tip. If you go to balloonartistpodcast.com and then just add slash college, you will be redirected to the college. Enjoy the free course in the Balloon Artist College and I hope to meet you on the launch of the Balloon Artist College membership in the 27th of September. Bye-bye, guys.